Welcome to the Team Us podcast. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. As couples, we all want to win in marriage, right? And we don't mean in a who's right or who's wrong sort of way, but together as a united team. Oneness in marriage isn't always easy, though. Sometimes it's really hard. It can be a struggle to stay connected and face the difficulties of everyday life together. If we're not intentional, it's easy for the us, the you and me, to quickly become you versus me. Well, this podcast is all about marriage as a team and how to live the everyday moments of your marriage together. We'll share honestly and humorously with you about the betters and the worse of our marriage. You'll hear how grace, commitment, cooperation, and lots and lots of laughter have helped us stay united. Plus, in every episode, you'll also get some practical tips and tools to apply to your marriage. We want to see your team us win. We're cheering you on. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Team Us podcast. This is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. Today, we're talking about how the friends we keep make a difference in our marriages. That it's not only important that we as couples have community, but also that we're purposeful in whom we bring into our confidence. So we're going to share what we call a friendship inventory that we can use to make sure that we're confiding in the right people. Plus, if you're listening and you're struggling to even have the right people in your life, we'll share some ways you can seek out those kinds of friendships. So, yes. Friendship did, inventory. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you saw me looking inquisitive. Uh-huh. I was like, you want to say something? Yeah, I do. Uh, friendship inventory almost sounds judgmental. Does it? Well, I, I mean, guess it could. so. It sounds very formal. Like if I evaluate, if I have like this uh, a list of all my friends and have them on a chart, and I guess we'll get into this. I'm getting yes. ahead of myself. But no, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. It's not judgmental. It's, it's not just meant to being be judgmental. Thoughtful and wise, right? And we don't even know what it is yet because we haven't talked about it, right? I just like to name things. It's a you good know? name. We have Friendship what our inventory, our forty nine fifty one percent policy. Is the that classic what it is? Uh, sandwich, communication sandwich. Although yeah. that's not our term, but right. All right. All well, right. well, friendship inventory. Let's let's yes. talk about that. That's but good. before we dig into what the or explain what the inventory is, mm-hmm. I think we have to address: Does it really make a big difference in our marriages who our friends are? Mm. And I say yes, absolutely. Because, you know, in 1 Corinthians 15.33, the Apostle Paul even quotes the Greek proverb that says, bad company corrupts good morals. And I think a lot of times we apply that to kids and teenagers and college students. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't really apply it so much to ourselves as married couples. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we think that, oh, we're adults. We're not as susceptible to, you know, bad influence. But we are. And a lot of times we don't even realize it. And the thing is that even though we might not be hanging out with people who clearly fit within the label of bad company, um, if they don't esteem marriage and seek to encourage us in our relationship with our spouse, it might be that they're corrupting some of our good character. Their attitudes might be negatively affecting the ways that we think about marriage. Sure. Sure. I can see that. Um, I don't have a lot of friends that would uh, be considered bad uh, character, bad company, but uh, I can't even think of any of them that would negatively affect the way I behave in my marriage or the way I treat you. But I think that's but hypothetically because, right. But I think that's because we've been very intentional about where we seek out 
the friends. And because my friends might listen to this podcast, and I certainly would not <laughs> want any of them to think, wait, was that me? No, that's not true. I, I, I honestly don't can't think of any friends who would, uh, are bad for our marriage. Yeah, well, and I think we have to clarify that what we're saying here is Intimate that friends, close friends. These are the close friends. The close these are the friends. friends. Right. These okay. are not all your friends. These are the friends that you might go to when you're struggling mm. in your relationship with your spouse and you feel like you need counsel, wise counsel from someone. These that are, makes sense. Yeah. So I have friends at work. I have friends at uh, you know that I meet at Starbucks or whatever. But, um, right. These are these are not. This is not. Let's inventory all your friends and make sure they all fit mm-hmm. into these things that we're going to talk Just about. Go down the list in Facebook, all 300 of them. Like, <laughs> no. no, no, yes. No, these these are yeah. the friends that you are the closest to and you would consider confiding in. Absolutely. That makes sense. Right. And so this does not mean that you need to cut every friend who has ever joked about mm-hmm. marriage, you know, or put a meme up about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just saying... That we need to be careful about the friends we turn to as confidence or influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are like three things that I think we can ask ourselves when we're trying to figure out, is this a friend that should be in that circle of those that I confide in? That's good. Let's do and it. So the first thing on mm-hmm. our friendship inventory, which now I keep thinking, oh, is that sound judgmental? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to trip you up. Yeah, while it's working. (laughs) Um, The first thing we can ask ourselves is, does this friend esteem marriage? That's a pretty foundational question. Right. And I think that, you know, esteem means to think well about it, to speak well about it, to have a positive view. To not be cynical about it. Right. Some people are cynical about marriage. Yeah. The old ball and chain, you know. I think about when, after we had our oldest... I had a craving for some tacos or, Mm -hmm. you know, chicken quesadilla from a certain fast food Mm -hmm. restaurant. And Uh, that place rings a bell. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think I asked you to go get me some. And so you walked across the street from the hospital and went there. And when Mm -hmm. you walked in and you're waiting in line, Mm -hmm. I think it was, what was it? There was an employee who was newly engaged. Yeah. And somehow it came out that he was, uh, he got engaged, he was getting married and he looked happy and, and, uh, some of his coworkers were like joking about it, and I think they may have used the phrase "ball and chain." You know, I'm sorry for you. You're, uh, you're uh, the good good part of your life is gonna be over. And, and did I mention something? I think I may. Have, I think I did mention something. I right. I said to him, you know, marriage is great. I, you know, I I love my marriage. It's been good for me, and and we're having a baby right across the street, and. I think you'll have a great time in your marriage. You know, I think you're making a good decision. Yeah. And I remember what you told me he said to you. He said, thank you. You are the first person who has been encouraging. And here's the thing that I think about yeah. is those were his coworkers. I mean, didn't he have friends and family? Were none of his oh, friends yeah. and family encouraging? I think people to like him? to be lighthearted and make jokes. And when somebody says, talks about something as serious as marriage and getting married, maybe that's where they go to to make light of the situation or maybe they really mean it maybe they really are cynical and they've had bad experiences and want everybody else to stay away because obviously it's a bad institution yeah well i mean those co-workers and i guess whoever else he was talking to You're dragging them down they weren't esteeming marriage no, certainly they not. weren't speaking well of it Mm-mm. and we need friends 
who will think and speak well of marriage and encourage us to finish well together, Mm -hmm. which is what we're going to talk about in the next episode is finishing well. So how can we determine if a friend esteems marriage? I think listening to their words Mm -hmm. is a big thing because, you know, what's in our heart comes out in our words. So, you know, if this friend is married, listen to how they speak about their spouse when their spouse isn't around. Um, Also how they act, you know, notice their actions both in person and on social media. Do they, how do they treat their spouse in public or Mm -hmm. what type of memes and blog posts do they share about marriage? You know, do they paint an overall encouraging view of marriage or do they mock it? That's good. And again, it doesn't mean you have to unfriend them or spend, don't spend time with them, but just be alert to the fact that maybe if they're giving you counsel or giving you an advice or, you know, saying something that might affect the way you relate with your spouse, maybe don't, don't take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. yeah. Maybe don't take their counsel. Right. And I, I do want to clarify that, you know, when we're talking about that, this, we're not saying that the friends you can fight in need to have this over the top ultra, you know, ultra positive view of marriage. Mm-hmm. Cause that's not real. We don't have any perfect friends and our no. friends don't have any perfect friends either. Right. And nobody has perfect marriage. No. Uh-uh. Um, we really don't want our confidence, confidants, I'm having a hard time with that word today, mm-hmm. to, yes, to sugarcoat, you know, the difficulties and challenges marriage can bring. Right. But what we want is that realism is always offered with hope. With There's hope. a distinct difference between a friend who understands that married life won't be perfect and a friend whose overall view of marriage is pessimistic. So I think that's the big thing right there. Right. Um, all right. So. Do they esteem marriage? Mm -hmm. The second question Mm. is, does this friend view the opposite sex with respect? You know, so it's important to have friends who aren't into male bashing or, you know, degrading women. Friends who can acknowledge that sin, you know, isn't a male or a female problem. It's a human problem, you know, and they speak well of the opposite sex and they value them. Right. I mean, we, I mentioned already that, you know, Jesus said that, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. And I think that how someone perceives the opposite sex will find its way into their words. Right. It's, it's you know, when, in the first point, it's about how they're talking about marriage. And, um, you know, it's a specifically a person that you're, you know, in a marriage relationship in the, of the opposite sex. And in this case, it's more general speaking, not within the context of marriage, but just in general, how's, uh, how, how are they talking or acting toward those of the opposite sex? And if they're disrespectful or dismissive or, or whatnot, you know, it's going to seep into the way you, you interact with your spouse. Right. right. Well, and the reason that this is really important is, you know, say, for example, that I share with a friend a challenge that we're having in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And say that she holds a negative view of men in general. She's uh, going to be more likely to encourage me to question your motives and actions in a way that encourages division between us. Gotcha. She you know? might just say that's just the way men are. Right. And you it know, might. Your, your husband's a man. He's just a typical man. Yeah. And it might not even be uh-huh. intentional, but her view of men is going to influence her understanding of the situation. And how's that helpful? It's not. But yeah. if she has an overall positive, respectful attitude toward men. She's going to be more likely to believe the best about you and direct my affections towards you and Mm -hmm. not away from you. 
So, I mean, that view is going to come out in how a friend interprets a situation and then responds or reacts right. to it. At the same time, keeping in mind that uh, every individual, whether a man or a woman, is a sinner. Right. And your spouse is a sinner. Right. Bound to sin. <laughs> yeah, well. But at the same time, there's, you know, we're called to respect the opposite sex, the same sex. Right. Well, and it could be a difference between a reaction like, Ugh, what a jerk. You're so right to have been upset in that mm. situation. Feeding your discontent. Right. Or, I am so sorry that you he found did yourself. that. Right. But maybe we should try to see this from his perspective, or maybe he messed up and you can practice some grace, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm talking about these, I'm not talking about huge issues that maybe you need to go see a counselor for. Right. I'm talking about day-to-day -day challenges in marriage. Right. Right. We have known people who've, who've uh, sabotaged their marriages. And so we're not talking about those circumstances. Right. Yeah. This is a lot of the things that we're talking about on this podcast are not practical things to do if your marriage is in crisis. Right. It's really marriage maintenance and being proactive mm -hmm. and keeping a strong, healthy marriage. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Okay, so the third one we can ask is, does this friend build up my marriage or just me? And this goes a bit further from the last one in that, you know, Proverbs 27, 6 says that faithful are the wounds of a friend. So we want friends who will lovingly, lovingly tell us when we're wrong and when we need to apologize. Not just friends who will listen to what we're saying and say, oh, what a jerk. You were so right to respond um, in a in this manner whereas a faithful true friend might say hmm yeah he didn't act very well in that situation but your response didn't help hmm. maybe you should start by apologizing for how you responded and maybe that'll move his heart hmm. you know i know you're probably not intending to go where i want to go but okay. uh you know we've got to be the same way you know if somebody comes to us and they're sort of unburdening themselves and sharing a, a difficult situation they're experiencing in their marriage, you know, we've got to try to do that. We've got mm -hmm. to, you know, affirm them and encourage them, but also perhaps their response was poor. And, and it's, it's a challenge to tell a friend, you know, you know, uh, 
your spouse did something bad, you know, screwed up. It sounds like, but you know, maybe your reaction, like you said, maybe your reaction was not the best and not the most helpful and just escalated the issue. Yeah. No, that's good. So we can be good friends too. Right. We can apply these same things when we're interacting Mm. with people. And I know, you Mm. know, I have a friend who I might be sharing a frustration and she will, she is not afraid to do Uh, this. uh Uh-huh. And, you know, (laughs) I might at first be a little taken off guard. Not anymore because I know she'll do this now. Uh Maybe the first time. But I so appreciated it because she's, she's looking out for our marriage. She is just being a faithful friend. And I mean, I'm more likely to go back to her and confide in her again because I see the beauty of it. And I have been challenged to come home and go, okay, yeah, let me try that. Hmm. The next time we have a similar situation, let me try to see it from Ted's perspective or let me respond in that way. So what if we're that kind of friend? What if we're the kind of friend who challenges those who, you know, our friends who talk to us and share whatever situation they're going through, that might inspire them to be the same way. Yeah. So maybe if we want friends like that, we can be the friend like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. We'll do a friendship inventory on ourselves that, too and say, sure. okay, no, what kind of friend am I being to others? So mm-hmm. you can ask yourself these same questions. I think, mm. Yeah. That's that's good. You're mm-hmm. taking it somewhere I hadn't planned on. Well, but I'm I really thinking think about what you're saying. It's a, it's, it's a great good. concept. Yeah, it's a it's a very important uh, thing to think about. Okay, so what if you already here's a here's a question. Mm-hmm. Say that though you you know those listening, what if they go through this list on you know someone who's already a close friend who they're already confiding, and then they're like, ooh, they do not meet these. Hmm things they don't they don't do these things now i'm not saying that if you're listening and that's your response that you need to stop being friends with this person or stop confiding Mm -hmm. in them i think you need to wisely maybe talk to them maybe use a communication sandwich and say how much you value and love them um but this is what you really need you would love for them to um be encouraging when it comes to your marriage Hmm. And help you grow and change. Yeah, it's good. I mean, they could just not consider you the kind of friend that they would feel comfortable counseling, like not a real deep, true friend. And so they are being goofy and lighthearted and dismissive and really not investing a lot. Or negative. Right. But maybe if you mention to them, you know, I'd, I'd like, you know, the words that I hear from you to be a little more encouraging, a little more you know, respectful. Maybe that'll make them feel good. Like you actually want a depth in the friendship with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So this is not an encouragement to get rid of current friends. Maybe, but not necessarily. Right. I would say the first step is to pray and wisely try to talk to your friends and go from there. So the other question is, for those listening, Mm -hmm. what if you're like, well, I don't have any friends like that. Where do I get friends like that? Mm. So for us... I have some ideas. You have some ideas. Share your ideas. Well, we have moved a time or two. And whenever we come to a new location, our thought is we have friends that we just haven't met yet. And the easiest place to find friends I've found is church, right? Well, if you're looking for these kind of friends. These yes. kind of friends, right. If you're you looking... can find them at work or at the gym or you know, sports or whatever. But 
you know, the kind of friends that we need in our lives typically are found at church, you know? Right. And I think you have to be like, we've always made sure that when we're seeking out a church, that it's a church that values marriage. Because if you, if the church values marriage and esteems it, right. then the people, the people are involved are more likely to, mm-hmm. but you can't just go on Sunday mornings and or expect to, TV. or watch on TV <laughs> and expect to make, you know, these kind of friendships that deepen into a place where you can speak into each other's lives. Right. For, in most cases, it does, doesn't just happen. Right. You have to be intentional. You right. have to get involved. get involved. Small groups are a great mm-hmm. way to do that. Sometimes it, you know, at our previous church, it took us a while. We, it was took longer to try to find a small group mm-hmm. where we found those kind of friendships. At our current church, we were very fortunate in being able to jump, jump in, right in and, you know, find friends that I feel like could be these kind of friends that can mm-hmm. speak into our life and our marriage yeah, in this some way. Some of them are at the same uh, stage of life with the same age kids. Some are, their kids are older, some are younger. Yeah. So we can, you know, they're peers, but they're also mentors there and we're kind of mentors to some as well. So it's a, yeah. it's good to be part of a group where you can be, have different relationships. Right. Yeah. And I, and I bring up the, that it took us a while at our previous church mm-hmm. because if it, if you're listening and it takes you a while, like you go to a small group and you're like, Oh, this is not a good fit. Keep trying. Because I mean, the friend that I mentioned that, um, has been unafraid to challenge me at times is, was in our small group from that first church hmm. that I mentioned, but it took a while to get to that group. So, all right. So all to right. review, yes, the friends we keep do make a difference in our marriages. So it's important that we're purposeful in whom we confide in. So we can determine which friends to confide in by asking ourselves three questions. Mm-hmm. Do they esteem marriage? Do they view the opposite sex with respect? And do they build up my marriage and not just me? And as we also talked about, we can ask ourselves these questions too to see if we're being that kind of friend. Mm-hmm. Because just like we need that kind of friend, other people need that kind of friend. And oh, yeah. So you said, Ted, we could be that kind of friend. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have friends like that but want them, we can get involved in a church that esteems marriage mm-hmm. you know, and seek it out those friendships. It might be a friendship. big step if you're, if you're part of a church that just isn't – It's it's a big step and potentially offensive to your your uh, current church, but you know, it may be necessary to find a new church. Right. And sometimes you know, it's, for the I sake mean, of your marriage. sometimes maybe you're in a really big church and you need a smaller church because you're having a hard mm-hmm. time connecting. And that's what we've done. Right. It's uh, not as polished, it, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a great fit for us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have an S time challenge? We certainly do. So what is our S-time challenge? I, you know what? Yes. I think I'm going to change Ooh. our S-time challenge based on what we talked about. I think that those of you listening, instead of starting with a friendship inventory that looks at your friends, give yourself the friendship inventory and figure out if you're being this kind of friend. Mm. Maybe even talk to your spouse about it. Wow. Talk to each other and say, hey, do you think I show this in my words and the way I act? Do I respect the opposite sex? Do I esteem marriage? Um, That's good. You know, I, I sort of see myself as lighthearted and sort of goofy sometimes. And I can say things that are absurd just to get a laugh. But, and shock. Uh, and shock, shock value. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
but uh, I need to look at the way I've been talking with my friends about marriage. I, I want to say that I've been respectful of marriage and of you and of the opposite sex and so on, but uh, I need to, yeah, that's good. That's, that's helpful. I need to evaluate myself and maybe we can talk after the podcast is, yeah. is done. Um, see if I've been a little too goofy in the area of you know, speaking about marriage and speaking about the opposite sex and so on. Good. So well, it sounds like we're going to do that time challenge too. That's good. Good. Well, we hope this was encouraging and helpful to you. And remember, we're cheering on your team us. The Team Us podcast is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed Ted and Ashley's conversation today, would you leave the show a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the show. This podcast was produced by me, Kelly Givens, and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. To find more faith-filled, encouraging podcasts like this one, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Hear about how Steve Harvey surprised a dying man on Family Feud with $25,000. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com or search Story Behind on your favorite podcast platform.